Remember? Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 88.5, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from the Bangalore's Cut the Mullet, a brand new track, a cover of Wesley Willis's Cut the Mullet. Thank you, Will, for sending that to me. And speaking of notes, Greg sent me a note to inform you, the listeners of the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show and CITR, that he's going to be participating with his Hungarian folk dancing troupe tonight at the Electric Owl in Vancouver. There's no cover. The Electric Owl's at 928 Main Street, and it starts at 8.30 p.m. They're called Forash, and they do some amazing Hungarian folk dancing. So please check them out tonight. Free, no cover, 8.30 p.m. at the Electric Owl. It's Forash, the Hungarian folk dancer's of Vancouver. Thank you, Greg, for alerting me to that. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with, from Los Angeles, California, Inglewood, to be specific, rapper K. 
Casey Veggies, plus an interview with, via San Diego, now living in Brooklyn, Cults, Cults, and Casey Veggies on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR FM 102 Cable 88.5 today in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But to begin the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, I wanted to play something in honor of Jack Layton, who's going through another bout of cancer. In fact, I thought I would play an interview I did with Jack Layton, who is a great fan of all things Canadian, especially Canadian music. When I interviewed Jack, you'll see he said one of his favorite bands was The Rabble from Montreal. And right now, I'm going to play a couple Rabble tracks, and I'm going to play an interview with Jack Layton, all in honor of Jack Layton. Jack, I hope you get better soon. So, here right now is the Rabble from Montreal, 1966, with Black Potato, then an interview with Jack Layton, and then a couple more tracks by The Rabble. Again, Jack loves The Rabble. Candy, I want to squeeze your boil, and the energy ritual. All in honor, as I mentioned, of Jack Layton. Here's The Rabble with Black Potato.
are you? Uh, well, my name is Jack Layton. I'm leader of the New Democratic Party, and I'm a member of Parliament for Toronto Danforth. Is that what you mean? And running for Prime Minister. Indeed. Jack Layton, politics is hard, but so is teaching school. You were a school teacher, weren't you? What sort of insults did the kids throw at you? Because every teacher gets teased. <laughs> they must have done it behind my back. And uh, this was at uh, in the university and college system. So, uh, no, they were pretty kind to me, I have to say. There weren't any about your hair? Come on, kids are pretty ruthless. There must have been something. <laughs> yeah, and of what course... What was one that really got to you? Well, I had hair back then. Baboom! <laughs> so they couldn't tease you about that. Was there anything else, Mr. Layton? I can't really recall anything. No, I had a pretty good relationship with the students. Like I say, uh, they might have, they might have uh, had things to say behind my back, but they were always very gentle. With students me. are quite cruel, but the same thing with the public. And people always notice things. You know, like in rock and roll, there's like this, you know, the Satan rock and roll sort of sign? Yeah. People have noticed that you have been doing this, Jack Layton, the pyramid. What is the pyramid? Is there a message behind that? I, I guess that's interesting, eh? Because we have these sort of involuntary movements, bringing people together, maybe? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I was just wondering if you might want to patent it. You know, apparently Gene Simmons of Kiss invented this. Did Jack Layton invent the pyramid? <laughs> I don't know. I just want everybody to uh, come into our party. Uh, it's an open door. Jack Layton, in the 1950s and 60s, you grew up near Montreal. Yes. Did you experience any rock and roll, say, with any of the French Quebecois groups that I love? If you could just hold us for a second. These are some of my favorite groups. Do you remember any of these, like Les Classels, or Les Excentriques, or Les Sinners in their song Go Go Trudeau? Go, 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 Trudeau. Yeah, this one, uh, this one uh, has a vague recollection. I don't think that we, I could probably not hum that one for you. I was, uh, you know, more of a, a lighthouse and... Uh, Crowbar and the rabble. The rabble. The rabble, that's a garage punk band. It was a, well, it was a fabulous band of classical musicians who played mean rock and roll back in uh, about 1965, 66. And MG and the MG Escorts. and the Escorts. And JB and the Playboys. Well, MG and the Escorts, of course, Billy Bryans went on to become the drummer for the Parachute Club in Toronto. He was their lead guy. This is incredible, Jacqueline, all this garage 60s punk knowledge. I never knew you had that in you. Yeah, well, you, we all have our little uh, our little backgrounds. Now, Jacqueline, you mentioned the band Crowbar, the Canadian classic band Crowbar, famous for the song, Oh, what a feeling, oh, what a... Hang on, hang on, hang on. You mean this oh. one here? Oh, what a feeling. Join me on this. There's what a long a, there's a long pause and then it's what, what a, a rush. <laughs> yes, Jack Layton. Now what I was wondering, according to this book right here, if you could open to page uh, 234, it's called Before the Gold Rush by Nicholas Jennings. There's an interesting story in here. And it says, Crowbar gave Prime Minister Trudeau an envelope with five primo joints of homegrown. Telling him, here's a little Canadian treat for you and Marg to enjoy. Is that a fact? You know, and I, I don't have this book in my collection, and I didn't know that factoid. So what would happen if Crowbar gave you some primo joints of Canadian homegrown Jack Layton? What would you do? Well, they've, you know something? Uh, the band is no longer functioning to the best of my knowledge, so I'll have to call it a hypothetical question. Baboom, a great answer. Uh, look, I'm just trying to respond. But to if your there was, if there was a functioning band, which band would you like to get homegrown from? Hey, well, actually, Nick Jennings 
was one of those students you were asking me about before. He was a student in my class at Ryerson. I guess I better get a copy of his book. But Jack Layton, please, back to the question. If there was a band functioning today that gave you some homegrown, which band would you like to get some homegrown from? You see, every question that starts with an if is a question that I'm not going to answer because it's hypothetical. But you must have a favorite band. You do love Crowbar. Uh, yes, and I've got hundreds of favorite bands. Jack Layton, Paul Hellyer was a Minister of Defense. Yes, he was. At one time. Now, what I was curious about, he loves UFOs. What's the official stance of the NDP on UFOs? We're going to have to debate it at our next convention. It really hasn't come up. Are the UFOs on board the NDP bandwagon? How are you going to win over the UFO vote? I don't know if there is a UFO vote. Jack Layton, how important is kissing? Extremely important. How come it isn't in, in any of your ads? I notice there's quite a bit of kissing in the Block of Aqua ad. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good thought. I'll have to go back to our ad team and see about kissing. Uh, certainly, Olivia and I get photographed kissing from time to time, and we don't mind. Jack Layton, do you keep your promises? Yes. I ask you this because the last time you were in Vancouver, I don't know if you remember this, but I asked you if you would do the hip flip with me. I have the hip flip right here, and I guess I was just wondering if you would want to just do this. this. Uh, now, I don't have a real good recollection of that question from last time. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm we, doubtful. But... We do have it on tape, okay, and you said, well... when I come back to Vancouver, I'll do the hip flip with you. I'll tell you what, you could... oh, next time I come here, I will have practiced, if, and perhaps really, we'll be able to pull it off. Really? So I was wondering if you would partake in a hip flip, because Paul Martin did a hip flip. <laughs> Stephen Harper wouldn't let me do the hip flip. Mr. Harper, Mr. Harper, would it be okay if you do the hip flip? Can we ask you once quick the hip flip? Please, Mr. Harper. You guys don't have to carry me. I, would you like me to walk? Jill's Duceppe said, no way, but will you now honor your promise by doing the hip flip with me? We have it right here for us to come together and do the actual hip flip here. Exactly. This is this, this is the hip flip right here. Will you do? Uh, hang on. Do you want us to be? Uh, I see here. There's the categories. <laughs> there's the swingers and then the super swingers. I would say super swingers would you? probably because whatever one would actually fit the rabble they, or crowbar. They're going sideways. They're going. Uh, I, the wow. face to face. I would say the face to face. Is that what you prefer? Yeah, because we got to be one on one here for I this. See. But it would be really great if you could honor this promise there, this campaign promise. It, it would be wow, nice a first pleasure. campaign promise being honored. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so now, I get. Do we help. hang on here? Um, you can if you want, and then just, you just to get things started. Yeah. And then you just. Whoa! Oh my God! What happened to you? You got it in the first batch. We took a whole bunch of Prime Minister Paul Martin. Well, thank you so much, Jack Clayton, for doing the hip flip. We really appreciate that. Well, it gives you a little bit of exercise on a daily basis. I'll yeah. have to try it with Olivia. It would be more fun with her than you. No offense. Ah. I'm sorry. About but you that. totally killed it. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Layton, why should people care about the NDP? Why should people care? Well, because we get results for people. People riding transit got help from the NDP. People needing affordable housing. People who want uh, help with their school costs. We deliver. Well, thanks so much, Jack Layton. Thanks for speaking to me, Nardwar, the human serviette. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 Bop, bop. Won't you come out and play with me? I've got some candy. 
Let's get together now And you and me can share our candy Won't you come out and play with me I've got some candy Let's get together now and Won't you come take a walk with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And you and me can share our candy Won't you come take a walk with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And... Growing up plastic, plastic loaded I see you're really candy coated I've got lots of candy too Just waiting there for you Won't you come stay a while with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And you and me can share our candy Won't you come stay a while with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And...
Casey Veggies. Casey Veggies, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, my man. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Casey Veggies, a.k.a. Custom. Custom. My greatly. Casey, I wanted to welcome you to Vancouver with a little gift. Hey, what you got for me, man? Something that's really close to your heart. A flowetry 12-inch. Flowetry. I love flowetry, dog. When are you going to do the flowetry? What can you say about the flowetry and Casey Veggies? My mother used to, like play this every day like going to school taking me to school taking me to summer camp floetry she would play this album not even just this album dude how did you no hold on I'm, under... I'm confused on how you know like my mother really loves this album like she used to play this album the floetic album all the time floetry perfect it's great music great music though. Casey Veggies thank you J Money Thank you, Jay Money, because you brought me out for my first show, man. I was 13 years old. It was a club. It was packed. Forbidden City? Forbidden City in Hollywood, man. Yeah, it was my first show ever, dog. And I was I was nervous. I was young. And it was a lot of kids in there. And I went out and I banged them over the head, man. Casey Veggies, was your dad a bodyguard for Jay-Z? Yes, my dad was a bodyguard for Jay-Z back in the day, man. You can go to the Girls, Girls, Girls video and you'll see him in the background when he's walking. Jay-Z's walking out and it's like you, you see all the background stuff that's going on. And you see my dad walking behind Jay-Z like his bodyguard and stuff like that. It's crazy, dog, for real. It's crazy. Now, he wasn't just with Jay-Z. He was with a whole bunch of other people like Dame Dash, Little Kim, Bill Cosby. Who else? Yeah, I think he bodyguarded Nas as well. Yeah, Dame Dash. Like the whole like the Rockefeller era, he was like a bodyguard during that time. It's pretty random, man. Pretty random. So did he help hook you up with Jay-Z? Uh, no, he didn't. Not at all. Because you got a picture with Jay-Z a little while back. Yeah, I do. Uh, that That's something totally different, man. I kind of did that on my own. Uh, how did that happen? And did Jay-Z remember your dad or did you mention him? Um... Um, we didn't mention it in our direct meeting, but uh, his business partner let him know because we had to meet like different meetings and my dad let his partner know about the story and then he'll let him know and then Jay-Z said he remembers him and stuff like that. So it'll be funny when we all come together. It'll be pretty interesting. And your dad is also a big promoter in L.A., isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He does uh, versatile productions. He has a, a lot of different parties he throws, like older party, 25 and up crowds and stuff like that. It's called versatile productions. It's pretty dope. Yeah. And also it was with the LAPD. 
<laughs> yes, man. My dad used to be a cop as well, a Los Angeles police officer. What does your dad think of Tyler the Creator? He's he he loves Tyler. He thinks his energy is fucking unmatched, and he. My dad respects Tyler, man. He likes his uh, work ethic. He likes his creativity, his energy. He, he told me a long time ago, he took me and Tyler, he took me to my first show. And one of my first shows, uh, other than Forbidden City, was at Hawthorne High School. It was me and Tyler. And, uh, and yeah, he watched it and he was like, yeah, you guys are going to be special, man. Both of you guys have, a, have an energy that's unmatched and you guys are both going to be special. And he called it out. And it really runs in the family, too, the Joneses patio, Casey Veggies? Joneses, Joneses. Yeah, Casey Jones. What was that, though? Like, your grandfather had a club, the Joneses Patio? Oh, man. See, I think you know about stuff that I don't even know about. I really don't know. I'm not positive about this this certain Joneses Patio. But then again, now that I think about it, that sounds pretty familiar, dude. Casey Veggies, I would like to ask you about this particular artist and your relation to them. Merz. Merz. Shout out to Merz, man. He's a very good person, dog. He lives close to my homie Anwar Carrots. He's right around the corner in the West LA. And um, yeah, he's a legend, man. Independent legend in the game. You know what I'm saying? He 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 he's uh he's doing exactly what artists like me would want to do. You know what I'm saying? You want to just keep going and build your own and and you know what I'm saying? We want to bypass the record labels kinda in a way. You want to try to at least. So yeah. Yeah, man, shout out to Murs. He did just that. Um, he 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 brought me onto the Pay Dudes Festival. Reached his arm out to a young kid and let me perform at a big festival. And yeah, man, most respect. I love with respect to Murs. We sat down for lunch one day and he uh, gave me a couple pointers and tips and things of that nature. And I respect that man. Casey Veggies, I have a quote here for you. Now every bitch wanna eat her Casey Veggies with no salt, man. No salt at all. Now that's by Tyler the Creator. Now there's another creator in the Casey Veggies crew, isn't there? In the crew? Yeah, Anwar. Carrots. Yeah, can we bring over Anwar right now? Anwar, are you around? Anwar Carrots, where's he at? Where's can you explain about Anwar right here as he comes over? Who's Anwar? He's a smart kid, man. He's an interesting fellow that I met when I was in middle school. And from that point, we started uh, like collaborating on certain things. And that from there, we just kind of just start swagging shit out, man. Anwar, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. INTL, Vancouver, Canada. Hey, I'm here. Now, Anwar, are you developing a KC Veggies toilet? Man, that shit will be great. That I thought be- there was going to be a KC Veggies toilet. Yeah, he said that in an interview. It'll happen. It'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. Casey, if we investigate you, thank you, Carnival Cruises, right? Oh, hell yeah. Thank you, Carnival Cruise Line. <laughs> that's the shit I did when I was like, what, 13? Atlanta, we all know it. Like, that's the reason you're here right now with Casey Veggies, Carnival Cruise. Yeah, because this guy is from the Virgin Islands. And in order to get to the U.S., right? Or the- oh, it wasn't even that. It was just like... Did that, sag, went SAG, and then came to L.A. Yeah. That's an easy way to come to L.A. Yeah. Entertainment. Thank you, Carnival Cruises. Thank you, Carnival Cruises. And Anwar is kind of like Nardwar as well. Anwar, Nardwar. Anwar, Nardwar. Sadat, Nardwar, Sadat. Now, what is Casey like on tour, Anwar? Very Casey, sort of say. He's great. What is Casey? Casey is a a Canadian f- fish. I'm playing. Nah, nah, Casey is just, is a real is a real kid that does his thing, and it's a, also a name for females. So I get all the ladies as well. And what is Anwar like on tour? Anwar is a moody 
bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's cool, man. He's a chill guy. He gets all the he attracts a lot of girls, man. For real, they love. We're very tranquil on tour. Very. What I was wondering about the moodiness, you said that Harold's chicken was overrated in Chicago. We all said Harold's chicken was overrated. <laughs> the whole team and the homie Wale said that in, in the rap line. He says overrated. Yeah, I think it's overrated. Well, when we went to, they said we went to one that's pretty overrated. I mean, we could have went to a better one. You know what I'm saying? They have different ones, and some of them are better than others. Which location did you go to? Uh, actually, they brought me some. Like, I didn't even go. I had the same setup merch. But I like the Geno's. The deep dish shit was nice. Deep dish was good. Speaking of chicken and stuff, what was that Chick-fil-A prayer? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I was just going. That's crazy, dog. Oh, yeah, we were at Chick-fil-A. We had a show in San Diego. And, uh, dog, we were walking out of Chick-fil-A. It was a group of us. And um, Dom Kennedy was there. It was all there. It was a show of me and Dom Kennedy and Overdose. And uh, we were walking out, and this a man saw us. And he was like, yeah, how you guys doing? What are you, what are you guys out here for? And then we was like, we out here for a rap show. And he was like, yeah, what, you guys want to say a prayer? And he was like, why not? Definitely. Let's say a prayer. We all grouped up, and Chick-fil-A we said the prayer. So, yeah, shout out to Chick-fil-A, man. Shout out to the man. That saw that Chick Fil A. God bless. What about Inglewood food? Randy's Donuts. Bow. Randy's Donuts, man. That shit is bomb, dog. How about Soul Food Kitchen? Have you heard of that place? Uh, Soul Food Kitchen. Yeah, I heard of that. That's like they have like certain deals. Ninety nine cent each item you get. Yeah, that's pretty good. I haven't ate there before. I haven't. I haven't. Where do you eat in Inglewood? Where's some good places to eat? Louisiana fried chicken. Yeah, it's bomb. It's convenient. It's convenient. It's like a few dollars for two pieces of chicken, french fries, and a biscuit. Bow, you own. Now, I was thinking about Los Angeles, and I was thinking about hood life. And I found this flyer right here. A friend gave this to me. L.A.'s sightseeing tour, the hottest one, the hood life tour. Man, I... Dude, when was this going on? Let's see. It's happening right now. I think the game's father is doing some of the tours. Now, turn it over. Look what's on the back. One of the places that you go to. Inglewood. Wow. Where would the Hood Life Tour go to in Inglewood? Like, they shot Boys in the Hood there? To do a show? So for a rap tour, like these these cats right here, they're, they're doing like a rap tour of like famous locations. Okay, they'll go to the to the uh, forum right there where the Lakers used to play. It's in Inglewood, yeah, right by the cemetery. It's it's the uh, forum, and that's right in Inglewood. It's a staple. The Los Angeles Lakers used to play there, and before they they stopped and got the Staples Center. So it's a classic classic spot in Inglewood. And I said it, about, I, I spoke about it in the morning on my rap lines, and it's very historical, very historical. Any other places at the hood like? Tour to Casey Veggies would go. Hmm. In Inglewood. Inglewood High School. You'll go to the school and you perform in the auditorium. And that's where Paul Pierce hangs out, right? Yeah, Paul Pierce went to the school I went to high school at. I rapped about that as well. Um, and he had his like jersey retired there. Were you there for that? Yes, I was there. He had his jersey retired this year, my senior year, and I was there. I had to, I had to, uh, I was lucky enough to be there and check it out. He came for an assembly, talked to all the kids, and shook hands, took pictures, and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool to experience that, Paul Pierce. I like. I'm a Lakers fan though, so it's like whatever. Was Boys in the Hood filmed in Inglewood? Um, not Boys in the Hood. There's a movie called The Wood. The Wood was filmed at my elementary school, and it was filmed at a liquor store right at the corner from my house. Tay Diggs, Omar Epps. That was a great movie. It's a classic movie, and yeah, and I, everything that I was involved with growing up, that was, it was in that movie, definitely. Inglewood, are you familiar with the Inglewood group known as Brownside? Man, dog, I'm not. <laughs> On Ruthless Records. See, like, that's the thing with me. Like, I was born in 1993. 
And this was Easy E's attempt to make a Chicano version of NWA. They're amazing. Brownside from Inglewood. Who do you know? For, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that's dope, but yeah, as I can see, this was released in 1994, and I was one years old. <laughs> and I don't know shit about these group, this group right here, dog. But it's dope, though. Dope logo. Dope. Who do you know from Inglewood? Who can you rap from Inglewood? Do you know of the old school? To, no, old school? Well, Mac 10 came from Inglewood. He was a part of the whole the West Side Connection. And then uh, 211, this cat signed a young Jeezy. Yup. CT. Shout out to 211. Shout out to Yeah, man. Swag, swag. So here we are with Casey... Veggies and Anwar Zanordias carrots, yeah, carrots, carrots, <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, that's carrots in Spanish in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But we're missing somebody right now, aren't we? And fucking missing the homie Josh Pease, man. Josh Pease, funny. He's waiting at the border right now. Yeah, he's waiting at the border, man. Shit isn't funny in this life, and uh, my man. Had some priors, I guess, and he couldn't get through. But it's all good. Ain't we'll get funny. Yeah, we'll get him over here next time, man. We'll get him over here next time. Because I brought a gift for Josh Pease, and it's this vintage spin magazine here. Oh, uh, see? <laughs> Josh Pease. Because uh, it has some stuff on, like, X-Clan. It has some stuff on heroin in L.A. Stuff that he'd really get into. Yeah, Josh Pease, he uh, collects magazines. He, uh, You go to his house, it's tons of old magazines there. And that's one thing I, I respected about him. When I found out about that, that he Collect magazines. I, I respected his like hip hop sense for one, and his dedication to the culture of just rap and shit like that. So that was another reason I was really happy about having him part of my team. Just somebody that really like cares about the culture of rap and hip hop. Like Josh Pease is one of them, and he's, he'll definitely appreciate this magazine. And you can check out X Clan as well. They're deep inside to spin for Josh Pease. This looks like Shaq. That's actually Soul to Soul as well on the cover there. I didn't mention them. I didn't mention Soul to Soul. We got to give him. Pro- Josh Pease is not here, but I have a quote from Josh Pease. Quote, I say, shut up, bitch, when I listen to the... Shut up, bitch. Uh, No, I think you're talking about... Okay, I'm trying to think if that's the right... I say, shut up, bitch, when I listen to the eyes... Lee Brothers. Yes, the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, Josh said that. I don't remember it. What was that about? Because I have another gift for you guys right here, and Josh, Ooh. the Isley Brothers. That's my favorite all the time. Next to R. Kelly, Isley Brothers. <laughs> Real talk. You guys have been listening to a lot of Isley Brothers. Yeah, I like the Isley Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. On some G shit last night, I had on um, Groove with you on repeat last night. Everybody was asleep. No homo. Pause. And they are looking fine here, aren't they, on the cover? Yeah, man, I can, I can definitely wear something like this. Uh, Nick. I can definitely wear something like this. Josh also mentioned about Juicy J stories, Uncle Juicy J. What was Uncle Juicy J doing? What can tell people about Uncle Juicy J? Man, he's a funny, he's an interesting character, man, for real. He's dope, though. Like, for, He's a legend in the game, for one, and that's what people don't respect and understand. You know, like, like me, I, I'm a young kid, like, 17 so for me to like be on a rap song with this dude and then to do shows bring him out and then just to have a relationship i can call juicy j like today right now and be like yo how you doing like i need to help with this or i you know what i'm saying like he's cool and he's a legend like he has an sb oscar grammy like he has all that stuff and he just reached he's reached he's good at just reaching out man and showing respect and understanding like the youth you know what i mean like stay relevant he's real relevant and he understands the youth man like we just young kids and he's an older cat in the game but he knows 
was it's the same connection. Like he's still real youthful, and I like that dude, man. He's a good dude to have around. And we ran into him at a hotel the other day. That's what Josh Pease was talking about. And we were in Arizona at, at a show, and he was randomly doing a show in Arizona. So we like ran into him at the pool, and he was out there doing his thing, smoking, doing whatever he does. And he tells us like tons of like stories and shit. So it was it was dope to get all those stories. Speaking of friends and stuff, Tyler the creator. Tyler the creator. You mentioned you played an early show. Your first show with Tyler was at Hawthorne High School that your dad, Jay-Z's ex-bodyguard, brought you to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we played that show. I was 13 years old, and we did Hawthorne High School. I was 14, one or the other. So you and Tyler, was there any swearing at all? Was there any restrictions on what you could say there at Hawthorne? Man, it... it Luckily, I was performing like most of the songs because yeah, Tyler does curse a lot in, in his records. Uh, yeah, that night I was doing like the songs and he was kind of like hype man and like beatboxing for me and he did one verse, which is the Casey Reggie for No Salt Lock uh, verse. And he didn't really have any curse words in that in that verse, luckily. And go back for a second. How old were you? 13? Yeah, 13 years old. We was doing our little shows here and there and Tyler was rapping and making beats and swagging out and we had a lot, a lot of shit going on. So it's pretty amazing to think you're 13 years of age with Tyler the Creator at Hawthorne and next thing you know Tyler is on South Park a poster of Tyler's on South Park it was crazy it was crazy like, and a billboard of Tyler this has really exploded hasn't it like from Hawthorne to South Park did you ever imagine that at all um I mean honestly man we always knew what happened because we're just that good man but South Park. But South Park. You've made it, South Park. We got a poster on South Park. Yo, shout out to Tyler the Creator. You made it, my nigga. I knew you would make it, man. And you just keep you keep making it, dog. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we do from L.A., from Kiss. Just grew up, man. We didn't have shit, man. But we came up and we got it, dog. Ambitious. Period. Ambitious. I say 30,000. And you say? Aw. Uh, on me, man. 30,000, that's an important number, isn't it, for KC Veggie? Yeah, it's definitely an important number, and it's definitely a number that you motherfuckers will never understand, because there's really a lot more to it, and I would be honest to say, shout out to Lil B, because we, you know what I'm saying, the concept was there, and a lot of things were there, but it's just it's just something I don't think nobody really get, you know what I mean? Even the people that sing that song, they don't really get where we trying to go with the 30,000, but it's a very intellectual topic. 30,000 is very intellectual, and, and they all on me. What about Snoop's Roach? I saw a picture of Snoop's Roach. Video coming soon. What was that? Please explain, Casey. We were at a video shoot, Snoop Dogg video shoot in L.A. You know, growing up and living in L.A., a lot of random shit goes down. And, you know, we, we're, we're doing our rap shit. We know people, so we go to a video shoot. And Snoop, it's a Snoop video shoot. And, yeah, he was smoking. I guess Anwar got a, got, he dropped the ropes. He dropped his, like, end of his blunt. And Anwar picked it up, like. I like a picture of it. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's just ropes. <laughs> Who do you know can just see Snoop Dogg's roach? Like, no one sees Snoop's roach on the regular. Like, watch him smoke the shit and put the shit out. Just. I took a picture. What's great, you go to like a Snoop video shoot and you also go like to a Microsoft party? Yeah, we went to, we've gone. Microsoft, computers, I love that. From Snoop to Microsoft, you got it covered. Yeah, man, Anwar, yeah, we, we know how to get in and, and get connected and get out of there. Can you get me into a Microsoft party? How hard was that? I got blessed, man. That's the most I can say. I got blessed in that. Thank you, Conrad, Kai, Chris, from Microsoft. Shout out to Nike. Shout out to Nike, man. They show us a lot of love, too, dog. What's that armored car that I saw you guys pictured in? It was like some sort of giant, crazy, armored-looking car. What was that? Nah, this is a Safety Molotov, like French artist. Another music video coming soon. All this stuff that's happening. Anwar's got it all lined up, doesn't he? Yeah, we all, like, do our own shit, like... 
Like he's he's his own man. I'm my own man, and he does his what he does. So I do what I do, and it just, all just ties into it naturally. Yeah, it all ties up into the peas and carrots tree. KC Fetchies, Anwar. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Man, grind hard, live fast, get by. Never let them tell you you can't, man. You got to keep going. You got to keep the tunnel vision. Because if, if you don't keep the tunnel vision, then the people outside that don't really, not in your shoes, they're going to try to stop you. You know what I mean? So you got to keep the tunnel vision, keep the grind up, keep the faith high, and, and keep your motherfucking eyes open, man. Keep going. Young Veggies, you already know what it is. Narwar does his thing. Best interviews in the game. Thanks so much. That's very nice of you. <laughs> yeah, man. No problem, man. You already know. Well, peas and carrots, Casey Veggies, keep on rocking in the free world, and do do the loot do Baby, do to do. I got a hoop to hoop. I got a girl in the coop with the coop to coop. She in the hoop, hoop in the coop to do. I got two little girls and they know what to do. Bam, do do do. If it's life, they might not be telling you right, but I'ma give you the real. I'ma show you life, life. Yeah, yeah, this is a life. Uh, they might not be telling you right. Yeah, but I'ma give you the real. I'ma show you the life. I've been writing, I've been fighting Just started recording, drinking some water for some lightning And they know I ain't putting nothing above it I've been through enough shit, I got ADD My mind was crazy, my pops was in the car with Jay-Z When that car hit me, and that damn star My leg ain't spit feet Who should I talk to? Ashley or Tiffany, come get me If you want it, what a nigga kinda scary A nigga kinda hunted Yeah, yeah, I shed tears Yeah, I'm kinda weird Yeah, they didn't believe me when I told you I was here But I know God got me My head used to be too big for my body Open my first rhyme, but now they can't stop me Yeah, 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 this is life, yo so it's first and foremost, Casey Benji's voted foremost. Uh, likely to succeed, yeah. Martin Luther King, most likely to be free. Yeah, I might not be with it seems. I'm just a nigga that loves his scenes. Fresh on the scenes, I have a dream that I will forever stay clean. I will forever stay clean And I got the meanest ad-libs Why you think hoes in the back laughing? Why you think they all applauding? Screaming and clapping Yeah, and why you think I'm what's happening? Forget the haters, just listen Niggas saying I'm tired, but I'm a tad bit different uh, But I'm a tad bit different Yeah, but I'm a tad bit different Yo, uh, yeah Yeah, this is life they might not be telling you right, but I'ma give you the real. I'ma show you the life, life. Yeah, go ahead, dance. And just pull up your pants. Show some love to your man. Yeah, girl, just choose me. I want you to be by my side like undefeated and stussy. And your couture is so juicy. And I ain't talk about Mexican food when I say I love Lucy. Yeah, when I say I love Lucy. Digging on my rope status. Uh, uh, DC cares, what up? Uh, Wale, what up? Dom Kennedy, what up? Yo, Starry Eye, what up? My space rappers, what up? Autistic expression, what up? Jay Shine, what up? Uh, yeah, amazing, what up? Uh, yeah, you 
might not be telling you right, but I'ma give you the real, I'ma show you the light. Yeah, girl, just choose me. I want you to be by my side, undefeated and stussy. And your couture is so juicy. And I ain't talk about Mexican food when I say I love Lucy. Brian Oblivion from Colts. Brian, who else is in Colts? Could you please introduce them? Uh, Nathan D. Aguilar, uh, Madeline S. Fallen, Gabriel S. Rodriguez, and Mark Jaron Dorito. Colts, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Woo. Thank you. Thanks. Now, you've made it. You've made it. We have. You touched Susan Boyle. We did touch Susan Boyle. <laughs> and she felt good. How did she touch you? What happened? Explain, please. You know that. <laughs> uh, we were eating in the same restaurant as her, and I would normally never go up and say hi to a celebrity, but that was like the one person that I was like, I have to say something. How do you initiate touch with Susan Boyle? You compliment her mustache. <laughs> and then the touch comes. Yeah. We actually, we, we had just signed our record deal like a, like a couple weeks earlier, and she and, we, and then like our people who worked at our label were there, and they're like, hey, they just signed a Sony too. You're like, we're on the same label. And she walked up to Madeline, she goes, oh, are you ill, darling? Like, she was like, don't sign to this label. <laughs> she was so yeah, depressed. I had a fever. Yeah. <laughs> Cults signed to Sony, number one. You've made it. We've made it. But number one, too, you've made it. You've played Hendrix's piano. Yes, yes, back in the day. Um, Jesus, <laughs> um, he played it too. We uh, how how that was years ago. That's crazy. Could you please explain Hendrix's piano? Well, we had a friend that was recording there uh, at Le Electric Ladyland, and we would go and hang out. And while they were busy working, we would go and play the piano, goof around as much as we could, and you know, it was great. Actually, I tagged the inside of it yeah. where no one will see, so people can look. So Susan Boyle versus Hendrix's piano, any difference in feel? Uh, Susan Boyle's warmer. She's warmer. One was a lot spongier than the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, a little, it's just more, it, it's like a moisture thing. There's just a little more moisture when it comes to Susan. So here you are to band cults in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I heard you mentioning something about plaid condoms. Yeah, there's plaid condoms all over the place. Because I love plaid. I love plaid. Feel good, though. You get this kind of, like, like weird, uh, you know, it's, it's rough. And it, it makes you sad, too. It makes you really sad inside. He used one with Susan Boyle on Jimi Hendrix's piano. In Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> Hendrix is from Seattle. Yeah, I wanted to raw dog, but, you know, it's just sometimes you just got to wrap it up with some, uh, some plaid. Yes. And you were named after a Canadian. Yes, uh, Brian Oblivion from Videodrome. But I don't really... It's whether he's actually Canadian or not. Well, Cronenberg is. Yes. So it's Canadian. Yeah. So he is Canadian, <laughs> no matter what. Yes, he is Canadian. But I wanted to you to be named after another Oblivion, the important Oblivion. I have a gift here for you. I wanted you to be named after... Oh, Jack Oblivion. That's why I want you to be Jack Oblivion. Yeah, he's on Fat Possum, right? I want to meet this guy. All, all the members of his band are called the Oblivions, so, I mean, if, if he wants me to come in and rip a solo, man, I don't know how to play solos, but I'll try. Well, this is a gift for you, and it's got the download code as well, so you can explore. 
Yay. <laughs> so did you think anything about the Oblivions at all? Come on, you got to give some out to the Oblivions. I do, I do. They're my spiritual family, you know? I mean, I was digging... I've, he's, he's got an A in there, though, so that's the difference. Oh, you're swift. Yeah, I know. If he had an anarchy sign around it, then I'd be knocking down his door. You can check it out. The Oblivions. Sign me up. And remember, the Oblivions sold their guitar to the white... Stripes. Yes, the airline. <laughs> that was the airline guitar, so it all comes back. So have you guys got anything from the White Stripes at all? What have you sold to the White Stripes? Are there any connections between cults and White Stripes at all? One time we went to the Third Man record store, and uh, we were walking out, and we were all wearing our pajamas, and he happened to be pulling in. and uh, He was riding a Mercedes-Benz, blasting country music, and he gave us this look like, who are these pieces yeah, of shit coming out of my store? really upset. I looked like I was from Florida that day. I had like my hair in a bun on top of my head, and I was like, eh. <laughs> Pajamas? My pajamas. It was really yeah. early. We were just finishing a tour, and our sound man was being uh, dropped off there. So yeah, it was. I was, wearing, uh, I was wearing my plaid kimono, and it was just, I, you know, I didn't think that he would see me in my plaid kimono, but he did. That's awesome that cults checking out a record store. Yeah, we never do that. You guys love records, don't you? No. <laughs> well, I'd like to ask you about another record right here, Madeline. The importance of this band right here that relates to you, Mr. Youth Gone. Oh my, there he is. Wild. <laughs> Youth Gone Mad. Youth Gone Mad. What can you tell the people about your dad's band, your stepdad's band? And Youth Gone Mad. Um, they're the best. I sang on a record with them once. Uh, wow, he's going to be really happy that you have this. <laughs> well, I love the record because it's got the song Crime Wave 88. Have you heard that? Crime Rate 88. I call it Crime Wave 88. You can call it whatever we want. We I love that. Actually, I've always thought it 88. <laughs> I've been listening to it since 88 and always thought it was Crime Wave. Oh my God. But I love the tune. Have you ever thought of covering anything by Youth Gone Mad? I actually have. I've, I've actually been thinking about that lately, doing a live cover at the show. Is everybody down with I've that? I've been wanting to cover Binky's Party. Yeah, Binky's yeah. Party's a great show. Okie Dogs. Okie Dogs. That's, that would be the song we would cover. You Not Crime 88? Uh, Okie Dogs is more a style. You know, there's a cult's vibe to it. But there is female vocals on it. Yeah, Tammy. I think it's Tammy. What happened to her? Is she still around? Did they do a reunion? She's in Whittier, Anaheim right now. She's uh has kids, you know? She's, uh <laughs> I think they, they actually did recently play at the Punk Rock Picnic in Anaheim. Like last year. What does your dad think of the music? Oh, what he is describes you as big audio dynamite meets crisscross. Yes, yes. The first time that we first time I played him the, the instrumental tracks before he did the vocals, he's like, "So you're going for kind of a Portishead vibe?" And I was like, "Paul, we do not sound like Portishead." He's like, "It's Portishead, man, all the way." And then and he also referenced crisscross. Yeah, everything he says always sort of turns out to be right. Yeah, he's, Usually, he's, uh, he's he's the splinter to our Ninja Turtles. He's our he's our punk rock guru. Exciting. <laughs> Could you please tell me, Madeline, about the other members of Cult's fathers and mothers? What about their background? Oh, uh, Jaren's father is a mathematician, so... Works underneath Disneyland in a little lair. Yeah. Yeah, beneath the Disneyland, there's a, a layer of bowling alleys, and he works in statistics, working on all the bowling statistics beneath Disneyland. Is it the Club 33, the secret place in Disneyland? Yeah, yeah, that's there. above Grant. Yeah. Oh, you've been there? I haven't been there, but I'm trying to get in. For you can me. drink there, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the only place in Disneyland that you can drink. And uh, G Gabe's dad is a um, doctor slash actor. He uh, he is a doctor, but he also plays a doctor on a Mexican TV show. So, and when you re look at his business card, it's doctor slash actor. Univision. <laughs> Where can we check that out? Like, is it on YouTube or anything like that? Um, I'm not sure. It still runs. It's all reruns now, but it's still going. And what's the official name? What's the English translation? 
Uh, it's called El Doctor de Univision. Which translates as? The doctor for love. The love doctor. <laughs> and your other bandmate beside you, stage left? Um, he invented the cell phone, actually. Yeah, sort of, sort of. He had a hand in it. He worked on it. <laughs> he works for, um, yeah, he works in cell phones. So we all get discounts on cell phones. And his grandfather killed 29 Germans. Yep, he had uh, 29 KIAs and then the other grandfather, 8 KIAs. You know, I come from a family of murderers. <laughs> the cults! <laughs> yeah, perfect, right? And your family? Um, my family work in the uh, latex business, which is kind of like, you know, gloves and condoms that's and stuff like that. That's how about the plaid condoms, yeah. because it's kind of, uh, you know... A, yeah, that's the competition, yeah. you know? I want to believe that. Yeah, no, it's true. It actually does. <laughs> plastics. Yeah, plastics. Latex. Invest in plastics. It's been said before. And your dad has a brother. Uh, Mark, yes, Mark Kastabi. And he's into Guns N' Roses album covers? He's your illusion. <laughs> he did. He what a handy family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of handy... Nardard, we have a present for you. We wanted to get you gifts. Just oh, thank you. You ever need anything? It's pretty scary on the streets of Vancouver, so we got you a knife. This has all kinds of things. It has can opener, scissors, fish scaler, which we've never seen before, and we thought that you might be interested in something like that. Oh, I love fish. Thank you so much. This is awesome. There's only one rule with the knife, though. Don't show it to somebody unless you're going to stick it in their eye. Yeah, I never agree. never bring it out unless you're going to use it. Where did you guys pick this up? Um, well, just around the corner. It's a Vancouver original. A Vancouver gift. Uh huh. Yeah, he's got another one for you. And also, I you know I feel I feel really you know I, I I've always wanted to you know ever since I first started you know listening to Nardwar I just wanted to you know I wanted you to have this Terminator Two. My uh, my grandfather had his in his pocket all throughout World War One, and uh, you know I thought that you might like that. Oh, thank you so much. And this is a connection to Vancouver, too, because right over there to stage right is where I actually did an interview with Arnie Schwarzow. <laughs> I didn't ask you about T2, but now if I ever get another chance, thank you. This is awesome. This is a rare... Where'd you get this? You know, it, like I said, I, I, it's old. You know, I don't know where my grandfather got it. Oh, thank you. You dropped it when you did the interview last time. <laughs> How did you discover me? How did you know that I existed? My grandfather. <laughs> 19. 19. He was 19. In 1919. <laughs> Cults, this is so nice of you to give to. Thank you. I really appreciate that. One more. We found this on the street and we thought of you uh, and how much you love Martin Lawrence in his most famous role in Blue Street. I have done any Martin Lawrence interviews and if you will in the future. No, this is going to motivate me to do some research. Thank you. Thank you, Colt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, that is so that is so nice of you. Well, thank you. Tell me a little bit more about Guns N' Roses. Oh, what do you want to know? Where are we getting in trouble there? I'm not really sure. I think too many gifts going around, too much happiness. Hi. Should we ask him a question? Should we ask him yeah, something? It's the band Cults from New York. Oh, you welcome. Welcome to BC, Vancouver. Yes, they're from they're from New York. Oh, from New York. Oh, welcome. I like you. <laughs> Thank you. Should we ask him a question? <laughs> no, what do we ask? We charmed them. Usually when security guards walk over to my interview, say, kick me out or haul me away. But thank you, cults. Love going around, so. <laughs> Talk about now. 
Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to smack that. But back to Guns N' Roses, this is very handy. Thank you again for all these gifts, but back to like, your own family, the Guns N' Roses, very handy having all these people in your family, isn't it? Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it is handy. I mean, yeah, my stepdad gives us a lot of uh, great advice. We practiced, we, we did some of our first practices at her uh, other uh, stepdad's brother's uh, art studio, so it's cool having places like that to chill. Have you ever thought of getting him to do any art for the band for cults? Yeah, I have, but I don't think I could afford it. <laughs> what would it cost? Oh, to, I don't know, but uh, probably he's a on, lot. He few. did a new, a new cover. Uh, the band is called Seether. I think they might be from Canada, actually. I think he just did their... Well, don't blame them on us. <laughs> <laughs> they are from Canada, though, so there's a connection. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it's good. He gives us a lot of great advice. Cults, you're also into Kid Rock. <laughs> are we? Kid Rock. Yeah. Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock. Rock, yeah. Kid Rock, like Home. patience and... Prudence. Yeah, what can you tell the people about Patience and Prudence? Oh, they're the best. I, it's like, I don't know, listening to Patience and Prudence is like being at Disneyland, which is one of my favorite places on earth. And they sing about, you know, money, being, problems. money problems. It's Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah. Kid Rock. One Actually, day that there's going to be no problems and I'm, everybody's going to have money. This guy's <laughs> favorite record right now is uh, this released by the Numero Group called the ABCs of Kid Soul. It's all these, like, dads that thought they could make their kids into the new Jackson 5 and, like, press seven inches and stuff, but nobody ever caught on to it. You know, is that Ben Promise that you're into? What? Yeah. Is that Ben Promise? I actually don't know about the Ben Promise. I thought you liked the song, quote, not ready for love, Promise. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm Jesus. not ready for love. It's funny because I have the album, but the artist is just homeschooled for yeah, every artist. No, so no I have, artist. I listen to the whole album, but I don't know which band is which. But I'm not ready for love and uh, the Jersey, Jersey Slide. Slide. Those are the top two tracks on the album. But a bit of background on it for people that are wondering about Promise. What's the deal on Promise? What type of band? That was a long time ago, right? I have no yeah, idea. I, the best part about that record is that they're all like dumpster finds. You know what I mean? Like I, can, I am not as skilled at the Google machine as I'm you are. I'm curious as to what those guys are doing right now, all those young kids. You know? Probably working at parking lots. Maybe they're selling insurance. <laughs> Maybe they're selling cell phones for my dad. <laughs> Colts, has Bandcamp thanked you at all? Um, oh. No, and they actually started make, forcing us to charge people. They, they were like, oh, well, you've, had, you've hit this many downloads, so uh, starting on this date, you have to charge people, and we take a percentage of it. Oh, yeah. So we it, Fuck Bandcamp. That was bullshit. Because you've given them a lot of press, haven't you? Oh, I know, and they wouldn't even let us give our songs away free. That's why we had to start charging for it, because it would have cost us $75 for every 1,000 downloads. And I, I'm not going to pay for people to get it for free. I'll give it to them. It's wild, though, because Lily Allen, you're signed to her label, and she made MySpace, didn't she? She was one of the first artists to get signed big time to MySpace. True, yeah, yeah. And she signs you, one of the first artists to make it big on Bandcamp, but you don't think Bandcamp's going to be around for much longer? I don't know. I mean, it, they got kind of wacky not on us, we but to we're, do we're with shutting it. our Bandcamp down. <laughs> All that stuff we said is not, <laughs> we don't believe it anymore. <laughs> no, but really, we do like Bandcamp. I have a quote for you guys. Quote, one man, one Pepsi... One million dollars. God, yeah, yeah, you know that video then. What I, is that? Could you please explain, Mark? Well, there's a, there's a feature-length film called uh, Half Empty, and it features the likes of uh, me and a friend of mine, and uh, I also did the narration for the, for the trailer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's in the style of a, a typical trailer, you know, with one man, one Pepsi. One million dollars. One apple. One, one apple. And, 
Yeah, yeah. You... Did you know the rest of the cults at that time? Uh, I did, actually. I, uh, I knew him, and I knew him, but I was, uh, I was only about 15 years old at the time. So. But he, then. Didn't, he, he didn't tell us anything about this, so yes, thank you for bringing it up. I actually remember it from video <laughs> film class. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was actually a huge hit at our school. It was awesome. What have you been able to get your dad to star in it? Uh, I don't know. He's maybe. We didn't ask. He's busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His dad, yeah. Right, no, he's, he's doing mathematics at the moment. Under Disneyland. Right, uh, yeah, absolutely. Another quote. Gabe is now eight minutes late. Madeline says he's acting like a shithead piece of shit. I concur. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's very typical of Gabe to be eight minutes late, you know? I, eight minutes late. Oh, about to catch a flight. I don't remember this. We, were, we stayed up all night, and it was like five o'clock in the morning, and we were waiting for you. Oh, and there was a I don't remember. <laughs> He's typically I was late. late. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very busy schedule. Thank you. Where were you going? And do you often act like that? I love that quote. A shithead piece of shit. I say I say that quote a lot, actually. I, I think. Want a shithead fuckhead bitch. Yeah. It's only to the people that she really loves, though. You know, it's only to her close friends. Yeah. Sort of. Cults, what is the regional cuisine crew? Oh, man, yeah. No, that's one of many crews that we started uh, throughout tour. That, you know, first it started off with just, like, fun crew and booze crews. Fun crew would go out and do things in the city, and booze crews would just sit around the venue and drink. Fitness crew would get up early and hit the gym. Fitness crew had, like, two meetings what? top. Regional yeah. cuisine crew, we go to the local place. You know, like, Maine, we'd get lobster. In New York, we go to Sbarro. Yeah. <laughs> Vancouver, you go get me great gifts. We get you gifts, but we were wondering, to us, Vancouver regional cuisine is sushi. Is that, what is the regional cuisine here? A lot of people love the sushi. Yes, they do. Poutine? So that's, poutine, maybe? That's Any good? more Montreal, I think. Montreal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we are doing sushi in Vancouver. So if I head down to San Diego, what is the California burrito? Oh, it's uh, like a carne, carne asada burrito with french fries in it. So. Like what makes it special? The French fries? It's only in San Diego? Yeah, yeah it's the French fries. It's, uh, they make it different everywhere in California. But in San Diego, it means sour cream, guacamole, carne asada, French fries. And, and salsa, salsa fresca, of course. Pico de gallo. It's only the French fries. It's the French fries and that the, make it really the tortilla good. tortilla is toasted as well. You know, a lot of, pe- a lot of places the tortilla is soft. But, you know, you've got to have it toasty. Usually double wrapped as well. How about for taco shops? What about the Humberto's taco shop? I have never been to any of those. I don't, we, that's we, in Golden Hill. What do you think about Golden Hill? Oh, we're, we didn't, great. Yeah, Golden Hill's great, but we're from the North County, the suburbs, you know? I'm from yeah. North County. I'm from, I'm from Golden Hill area, but I, I've never Humberto's been to... Humberto's may, may have been where I got jumped on my birthday. On yeah. my uh, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. yeah, that on his birthday. Where I got in a car accident on your birthday. Yeah, same place. Oh my god, yeah, that's a bad place. Stay away from there. Bad, yeah. bad stuff. <laughs> Gabe started. Gabe started eyeing this 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 prostitute, and this pimp got really pissed off and ran his car into us, and the doors fell off. That's not true. true. That's not true. I I have the car bill to prove it. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. He was. It did happen, sort of like that. Oh, there was a smoke bomb involved, yeah. and that. It was my bir- it was my 21st birthday actually, it wasn't my fault. And more San Diego tidbits with cults. What about the Kobe swap meet? Ah oh, uh, yes, the Kobe, the Kobe swap, swap meet. Yeah. What's there? Can you explain that to the people? Gifts. Oh, it's basically uh, in like the sports arena where they have all the uh, you know Britney Spears concerts and hockey games. Uh, they shut it down on Sundays or the parking lot, and Saturdays it's just basically a massive swap meet. It's great. It's where I get my Sega Genesis games. How about the 
thrift shops. What about the DAVs? Do you ever heard of DAVs? Oh, Disabled Army Veterans? Yeah, the AMVETs. That's Is that it. the best place to get the thrift in San Diego if I want the thrift? It really is. It's right by the airport. They have a lot of $1 items. Um, a lot of things that I still wear today for from there. It's a great place. And you can get TVs and record players and sometimes old Casio keyboards for really, really cheap. But now that I'm saying that, everyone's going to watch this and go there and they're all going to be gone. So it kind of defeats you for spoiling it. What about actual record stores like Record City? Mm, I don't know Record City, but I like Lou's records a whole lot. Yeah. M Theory? Yeah, I was just going to say Thirsty that. Moon. M Theory. Thirsty Moon Records. Cow? Cow is good. Yeah, I've actually only Off been the to the record. Cow and PB. The Willows! You have a great connection to the Willows! I do have a very great connection to the Willows. It's my brother's band. And they were on Posh Boy! They were on Posh Boy, the yeah. legendary punk label Posh Boy! Yep, Bruce exactly. Much runs Posh Boy these days. He's got just tons of boxes of records, and if you order them, they come from him. Really? Like all the rare, expensive Posh Boy? Um, they are at our house in the basement, I think, so you can said, contact me. <laughs> he said he went to, like, a, like a, a flea market recently and tried to give them all away, and nobody would even take them. Posh Boy? Yeah. I think it was a joke. It's a, but... it's a small market out there, you know, but it's a strong market. Yeah, he and Robbie Fields, they or he, like, helps Robbie because Robbie's... In Paraguay. Or somewhere. <laughs> Colts, winding up here, you were featured in the New York Times. Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of this. Now, when you get media done, do you know how it's going to turn out at all, Madeline? No, you have no idea. I have no idea how this is going to turn out. You might splice it up, you know. <laughs> you never have any idea. Right, like for instance, in the New York Times, I'm going to quote back your article from the New York Times. Quote: Brian is wearing a Tom Ford sweater, nine hundred and ninety dollars. That was a misquote. <laughs> well, continue. Continues on here. Madeline is wearing a Burberry vest, $1,995. But did you get down even further? Yes. <laughs> and she is wearing a Valentino dress, $5,900. Are you wearing that? <laughs> and they had me laying on the ground in this outfit, <laughs> in the dirt. But did you have any idea that the prices would be listed underneath when you did the photo shoot? Yeah, what I was even wearing. So I, I, it could have been from a thrift store for all I knew. They just gave me a rack of clothes, and they were like, which one do you want to wear? And I was like, oh. They kind of force you, you know, to wear. The prices were kind of shocking, weren't they? Yeah, right? I, I, if I knew they were worth that much, I would have just ran away. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's yeah. not worth it. I know it's worth more. Yeah. The, my plaid kimono. discount for we wearing it for one day. <laughs> Colts, here you are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Does people ever get mad, like sound people or anything like that, that there is not two of you? Um, I never had anybody get mad. I think everybody's usually pleasantly surprised. Like the sound person, like, I thought there was only two. So that, 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 that does happen sometimes, but um, only in Canada where people are uh, cold and cranky. <laughs> How about the crowd? Has the crowd ever been miffed that there's more than two? Yes, they hate me. <laughs> Have they ever not let you get on stage or anything like that? Like, there's only two in the back. They throw garbage at me and Rotten Tomatoes, me, Gabe, and Nate here. We have it hard, really hard. When you wear white socks every night, it's bound to happen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Guar! Cults together? One night only? One night only. Played at a, or, you know, fun, fun, fun fest. So it was one night. And we actually played the next night, but... <laughs> They played the night before us, but we played the same festival, which was exciting. So were you on the same stage? Did you get Guar blood on you? Oh, no. Oh, on, like, man. The, uh, black on the black stage. stage. We were on like the pink stage or something like that. <laughs>
I wish. <laughs> because when I think of Guar, I think of Gore. Yeah. And I have an, and I have a gift for you. Lastly, another gift, some Leslie Gore Canadian issue. Hey, yeah. Thank you. Canadian edition. Wow. Thank you so much. That's what can you tell me about the obsession with Leslie Gore? I don't know. I just love her. She I love I just I have a girl crush. Well, she is lesbian, like so <laughs> Maybe we can make it happen. That's part of the whole thing, mystique with her is that a lot of her songs, you know, she was a lesbian when that wasn't culturally acceptable. And she has all these songs like You Don't Own Me and like That's the Way Boys Are. And like at the same time as they're like cute little statements, they're like little, like, you know, they're kind of anti-guy. I so actually it, hate it when I was little. Like I just hated like going to like parties when I was six and hearing like, it's my party. I was like, oh, that song. Don't ever play that song again. And then I think I rediscovered it the end of high school and just yeah. she's kind of like the first riot girl yeah <laughs> and now you're getting seven inches canadian canadian issue do you get these at every gig because you say you love a leslie gore do people just throw them up on stage i only got uh somebody gave me leslie gore record once it was like the golden hits of leslie gore on vinyl we've uh, nice. we've received more written threats yeah. on stage than uh than yeah. gifts yeah what sort of threats uh, there was an incident in uh, London. It was our uh, the first time we ever played in London. We were opening for Yuck, and uh, this guy. Well, maybe Gabe should tell the story because it happened to him. Well, we were setting up, and somebody came. He had a bunch of Mardi Gras necklaces on. It was interesting. I don't know where he got them. And he handed me a piece of paper, and he told me that I should give this to our lawyer immediately. And I, don't, I was like, okay. But we were setting up, and we were running really late. And it was kind of a stressful night because all our equipment was breaking because we'd just flown on a plane. And then we read it afterwards, and he was saying that we... What was it, Ryan? We not only stole... He said that he wrote well he thought that lily allen had written all of our songs for us so he was saying that he had written all of our songs and that we were we were being ripped off because they weren't actually her songs basically they were his, they were his yeah. songs that he wrote all of our songs because he thought lily wrote all of our songs and then we gave it to um somebody at our label and they were like oh my god this is her stalker like you then we had to like call the or the, he gave us like Call the fun police. Call the fun. Can't call the fun police on him. <laughs> you, know, you sure it wasn't Lily Allen playing a little trick on you? Yeah, yeah. A little test. Like, let's see if they. Yeah, I have a lot of stalkers, She's guys. A master of disguise. <laughs> like, yeah, sent a stalker to you. I have a lot of stalkers. So. <laughs> Lastly, here, cults. What are the tricks of sneaking into Coachella? Oh, um, I don't know. Paying people off, climbing fences. You know. Well, you I mean, it was a few roll years. Roll in with a with a van. You have to roll into the artist yeah, entry. Yeah, yeah. we've done it a few years, but. Uh, looking like you're in a looking like you're in the in the band and just pulling into the parking lot in your van and driving in and not saying anything, just being like, yeah, we play at four. And you did that the other year? Oh, um, I didn't do that that year. I wasn't there that year, but the year before, we snuck in by paying some security guards off and running through backyard somebody's backyard. I don't know. It was tough, <laughs> but we made it. Well, thanks so much, Colts. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? We love you, Nardwar. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for the gift. <laughs> thank you. We were trying to find golf balls or something, but we couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> no, I love, I love the gifts. Thanks so much. It's so nice of you. Well, keep on rocking in the free world and do, do the loot, do. Poo, poo. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Today is Monday, April 25th, 2011. I'm not April 25th. It is July 29th, 2011, <laughs> and I'm Nina Corrigia. And I'm Deacon Jones, and this is News 101. Right here on News 101. What motivated you to become a candidate in the provincial election? The media portrayal of last week's protest that resulted in polarizing images of black-clad activists taken to the streets. He was just explaining to us the reason why they wanted to show this film on campus. The official stance is that we are for the Olympics. News 101 reporter Brad Pepping was there. By discriminating against homeless people in Vancouver, there's a disproportionate impact on Aboriginal people as well as people with disabilities. I was pretty outraged. I mean, it's, it is outrageous. In-depth coverage from an alternative perspective. You're listening to News 101, Vancouver's only live, volunteer-produced, student and community newscast offering you local, national and international news from an alternative perspective. It is 5.03 and it's time for a full hour of independent news. Today we'll be bringing you coverage of the ongoing U.S. debt ceiling crisis, as well as an interview with Michael Vaughn of the BCCLA. We will also have a story on Vancouver street food vendors. All this, plus headlines, right here on News 101, your source for independent, local, national, and international news. First, the headlines from Free Speech Radio News. Headlines for Free Speech Radio News. Today, President Obama announced new national fuel economy standards for cars and light trucks aimed at cutting carbon emissions and the U.S. foreign oil dependency. We've set an aggressive target, and the companies here are stepping up to the plate. By 2025, the average fuel economy of their vehicles will nearly double to almost 55 miles per gallon. The current standard is about 28 miles per gallon. GM and Ford signed off on the deal after winning concessions for lower light truck standards. For cars, fuel efficiency will have to increase 5% every year between 2017 and 2025. Several other automakers have also signed off on the deal. This agreement on fuel standards represents the single most important step we've ever taken as a nation to reduce our dependence on foreign oil. As part of the agreement, there will be a reassessment of automaker progress on the standards in 2021, with changes possible if the goal seems out of reach. Environmentalists caution this and other potential loopholes could erode the agreement's poignancy. North Carolina women seeking an abortion will now find themselves having to view an ultrasound, wait 24 hours, and receive counseling. The new law comes after the state legislature overrode the governor's veto. FSRN's Linda Marie Tarasi has the story from Raleigh. House Bill 854, a measure that Governor Beverly Perdue vocally opposed, will make it more difficult for a woman to get an abortion. The Woman's Right to Know Act requires a provider to explain the size, age, and characteristics of a fetus and offer to have the pregnant woman listen to the heartbeat. 
Whether or not the woman chooses to look or listen must be documented, and the provider must keep that record for seven years. The law requires counseling on abortion alternatives, including the options for adoption, welfare, or the right to sue the father for medical and financial support. After this, the woman and provider must wait 24 hours to continue with the procedure. The law also leaves a provider open to lawsuits from a woman's extended family, the father of the fetus, and even another family doctor. Under the wording of the law, even a woman's rapist could sue the abortion provider, although supporters say other state laws would prevent this from happening. Linda Marie Tarasi, FSRN, Raleigh. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2009 that the city of New Haven had discriminated against white firefighters when it declined to certify a civil service promotional exam because no African Americans scored high enough for promotion. Now the city and firefighters have reached a final settlement, bypassing any further litigation. From Connecticut, FSRN's Melinda Tuhus reports. The city declined to certify the 2003 exam because it feared being sued by African-American firefighters under the 1964 Civil Rights Act. In overturning district court and Second Circuit Court decisions that upheld the city's position, the U.S. Supreme Court in Ricci v. DiStefano established a new standard for employment law, giving more consideration to cases of so-called reverse discrimination. Over the next two years, New Haven will pay one Latino and 19 white firefighters a combined total of $2 million and three years of pension credit. Their attorneys will receive a total of $3 million. New Haven has certified the original exam results, promoting all of the eligible plaintiffs. With the settlement reached, the city is moving forward with its first public safety promotional exam since 2003, now in compliance with the new standard. Melinda Tuhus, FSRN, New Haven. A hunger strike by inmates at California's Pelican Bay State Prison is over, but a solidarity group says prisoners at other facilities across the state continue their protests. FSRN's Hannah Veerkamp has more. At least 6,600 inmates from high-security prisons across California participated in a hunger strike launched July 1st to protest prison conditions they say are inhumane. Strike leaders won several concessions, including winter hats, wall calendars, and new educational opportunities. Although the deal falls short of the strikers' original demands, Molly Portzig of Prison Hunger Strike Solidarity says these gains are significant to high-security prisoners. Portzig also notes that corrections officials originally refused to negotiate with prisoners, so the fact that an agreement was reached was in itself significant. That's why the hunger strike leaders really do believe that this is a victory, and they're very grateful of all of the support that they have gotten so far and are just really depending on that support continuing to grow. It is still unclear how many prisoners from other institutions are still on strike, but the Solidarity Group says inmates at Corcoran and Tehachapi State Prisons continue to protest to draw attention to specific issues at those institutions. Hanavir Camp, FSRN, Arcata. And that's headlines for Free Speech Radio News. From Eugene, Oregon, I'm Jess Burns. Thanks to FSRN for bringing us those headlines. Daily headlines and their full newscast can be found at FSRN.org. I'm Nina Krigia. And I'm Deacon Jones, and it's now time for headlines. A new silicone chip developed at UBC could drastically improve cancer research. The device allows for single-cell analysis of cancer cells by isolating cells in separate chambers to allow for more in-depth observation. Says UBC's Carl Hansen, who led the team that developed the chip, quote, single-cell genetic analysis is vital in a host of areas, including stem cell research and advanced cancer biology and diagnostics. But until now, it has been 